Hello and welcome to the Let's Plan Your Wedding podcast. Today we are diving into all things wedding photography with a special wedding guest. Photography is a big priority for couples, and rightly so. Your images last a lifetime, and you spend meaningful time with your photographer on your wedding day. Be sure to choose wisely and pick someone you trust, you like, and someone who has beautiful work that fits your taste. So let's get into it and understand all that you need to know to book your wedding photographer. Let's dive in. Well, number one, I feel like you should definitely try to get the photographer you want. You know, your images and your video, like that is the only thing you have at the end of the wedding day. So I really think you should get someone that you really, really love. That's Kelly Williams from Kelly Williams Photography. She is a fine art wedding photographer based out of San Luis Obispo who travels the world for her work. And she has been passionately running her business since 2016. I like to say my style in terms of like how I edit, I guess, is very natural, very true to life, color. I'm a hybrid photographer, so I shoot film and digital photography. So I love shooting film. I'll probably always shoot film. And then my digital work, I edit that to look like my film. So I feel like my editing style is just very true to life, color, natural. And kind of just in my general posing or how I direct couples is a mix of like editorial and still very candid. I often hear the term editorial. What does that mean in wedding world? And what does that mean to you? When I think of editorial, I think of something that you would see like in a magazine, right? So I think of Vogue or Bride. How I interpret editorial is just like very intentional. And I tell my couples, I kind of have an editorial and a candid eye. So I love when people do toasts or like laughing shots. Like those are just one of my favorite, like you get those genuine smiles. Um, But if my couple is in front of a trash can, I'm going to move them. More than other vendors, perhaps, couples will seek to choose a photographer based on their signature style. Caterers have a wide range of menus. Florals can accommodate multiple different styles from classic to boho. But photo often specializes in a particular look. And you should understand your options and find a photographer whose style really suits you. I feel like the main two that couples hear about are dark and moody and light and airy. So dark and moody is kind of what I like to think about it is those are really like adventurous photographers. They're usually like hiking, kind of more um, muted, earthy tones, usually super candid, nothing's posed. And then I think of light and airy as super bright, pastel-y, more pose kind of photos. So I think that's like the two big categories, but there are definitely lots of in-betweens in both of those styles. So how should people get started as far as understanding what's out there? I think they need to just start diving into the wedding world, start just following a bunch of photographers. Just if you like their work, just follow them just to get exposed to the different types of styles and then figure out what you like from there. You might not be able to explain why you why you like a photography style, but you just know that you like it. And once you figure that out, then you'll probably find other photographers with a very similar style. I think this is great advice. Modern algorithms will really help you start to see more and more what you like and click on and develop a deeper understanding of a certain style, say film photography, or moody, candid photography. So explore through Pinterest and Instagram and get acquainted with what's out there. From there, you reach out to your top finds and hear about their offers. 
Kelly, what packages do you offer for your couples? All my collections come with full day coverage. So every collection comes with full day wedding coverage, which is like up to 10 hours, a second photographer, an online gallery. That's just every collection. Um, So my first collection comes with wedding day coverage, and then you can choose either an additional coverage option. So that would be either engagement session or rehearsal dinner. Um, And then my second collection has it has both of those, has an engagement and rehearsal dinner, so you don't have to choose. And then my third collection is just kind of full weekend coverage. So that's like uh, your rehearsal dinner, your engagement session, your wedding day, and your send-off brunch typically on Sunday. So those are my three collections. And favorite wedding vendor question here, when in the timeline of wedding planning should a couple seek to book their wedding photographer? Honestly, I would say book it kind of after your venue. So I know people book planners sometimes before they get a venue or right after they get a venue. So um, once you have your, your venue and your date, book your photographer. I find couples generally do a very good job at booking a photographer early, even before other key elements of their wedding day. So this advice is in line with how couples tend to operate. Generally, while they're simultaneously planning the day, They branch out early and see if their favorite photographer is available. That's great too because an engagement shoot early in your process could produce photos that you can use for your save the dates, your invites, and even your website. And I like that couples are really motivated to get this done because photographers have limited availability and they book up quick. On the other hand, if you are following the sequencing of this podcast and you've taken the time early in your planning process to really solidify the event itself before tackling all your vendors, that's great too. But as with every vendor, giving yourself more time ensures more great vendors are available for your date. So when you're about to hop on a call with a prospective photographer, what do couples need to know or do as homework before they connect? Take some time, look at their website, see if you both like their style, maybe find a gallery or two that you have questions about or that you really liked. And you don't have to know for sure, but just kind of like how how much coverage are you looking for? Like, are you looking to have someone be there for the whole weekend? Are you, do you think you want an engagement session? You don't have to have final decisions made, but just have an idea so that way that person can better help you and kind of help you create a package for you or something like that. How else should a couple determine if a photographer is right for them? I think one of the biggest things when you're booking a photographer is just to really love their style because these are going to be your photos for the rest of your life (laughs) and try to like really like the person because they're going to be with you all day. They're going to be one of your, your only vendors that are literally next to you for eight to 10 hours on your wedding day. So just get someone that you really vibe with their personality and you really love their art. Okay. What if it's a perfect fit? but the couple falls in love with a photographer that is over budget. I would then tell them like, Hey, like this is my budget. I really want to work with you. Like, is there some way we can meet in the middle? I think that's a great strategy. Yeah. And maybe there are ways also to scale down to a simpler package to save budget. Just think the more events you have coverage for, or the more things you try to add, like albums can make a package more expensive. Thinking more about the day itself. How does it work for photo and video to work together alongside the couple? Is that challenging? And what advice would you give couples who also want to add videography? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is get a professional. Like professionals can work really well together. But if you just have like a friend that's never shot a wedding before, that will make it hard on your photographer, I promise. How many photographers come with your packages? 
I typically just have a second shooter unless it's like, it has to be like a 300 plus person wedding that I might bring in more people. I would love a photographer's opinion on whether or not to do a first look. First things first, what is a first look? So a first look is just when the couple gets to see each other before walking down the aisle. And I love them so much. I have great, I've never had a couple regret doing them. Um, I think it really relieves a lot of the nerves um, cause a lot of the stress and anxiety you have before wedding day is cause you like, you kind of need your person there. You're like, this is a big thing happening. And like, everyone's around me, especially if people aren't used to getting like all the attention on one day, it's nice to kind of have that break and have a moment alone with just your partner. And like, I feel like every single couple, once they see each other, I always say like, how do you feel? And they're like, Oh, I feel so much better. So to break it down further, some couples want to wait to see one another until the aisle moment. This is most traditional, and at that moment, you're seeing one another for the first time, maybe since the day before. But logistically, depending on when your ceremony start time is, that makes for a long morning getting ready without your partner, maybe even into the early afternoon, just waiting to be united. It also delays photography until the ceremony and afterwards because you haven't been together. So some couples opt for this first look earlier in the day. After you've gotten ready separately, and then you meet up to see one another in your finery for the first time. The reason this moment is really sweet is you're seeing one another in your outfits for the first time, but also it really sinks in in that moment that everything has come together and you've made it to your day. So that's something that photography and video teams really love to capture. Alternatively, you don't have to get ready separately. I Maybe I'm just weird, but I feel like if I was to get married today, I would not only do a first look, but I would have all the wedding party, like girls and guys all get ready in one big house. And I would have my husband get ready with me. I would have loved for him to like zip me up in my dress because that's what we do in real life. But I know that's really off the wall. I think that's kind of a cool idea, actually. So some of the pros of that first look, instead of having that aisle moment be your first look, is that you're still capturing the moment you see one another, which is a big moment. You're getting those photos with your friends, maybe even your family, and some couple portraits done before the ceremony, which could give you some time later in the day to be with your guests. And it gives you that sense of relief in being able to be supported by your partner and spending time with them earlier in the day. Some of the cons is that it's a little less traditional, which some couples might care about. It may actually make your morning earlier so that you get your hair and makeup done in time for that first look. It could even mean that you need a bigger photography and video package. Making a longer coverage window for some photographers means it could be more expensive. But the biggest concern Kelly and I have both often heard is actually kind of a funny one. It's because one of you has decided that they want the aisle moment to be the big moment, the moment your partner cries. For some couples, this has become a strange expectation that their fiance will burst into tears at their entrance. Your partner, if they're a crier, they will cry no matter if they cry when you do a private first look, they're going to cry when they see you down the aisle. Like they're, if they cry, they're going to cry. And then, and I also feel like if your partner is not a crier, that's putting so much pressure on them to try to like make them cry when everyone is like staring at them. So kind of photography related, but just let your partner react in whatever way is natural to them. Don't put any pressure on each other to cry or not cry either in a first look scenario or at the aisle. If you do want something particular to happen as far as how you come together or when, it's a good time to brainstorm that. And you can also leave it up to your photographer to scope out a good spot to make that happen on site 
which they are very capable of doing and very used to doing. And last topic, I think when considering a photography and video crew, which is what I call your media team on your day of, is to think about the level of direction you want to receive from them and the overall footprint you want them to have on your day. With the rise of photo and video at weddings and the rise of expectations from couples on having each moment perfectly captured, you have the option of having high-end editorial style photography that poses you and directs you through your entire wedding weekend. Or you have the option for photographers that capture candid moments from a distance and let you move through your day without as much interference. But often couples like a certain style, say highly posed editorial photography, without realizing the effect that that choice will have on their day. I asked Kelly how she balances helping couples look excellent while letting them experience their day. As a photographer, it's my job to make them feel comfortable in front of the camera and like kind of give them the space to create to create these beautiful candid moments. So like, yeah, if the couple like they go up to their cake and they're like, what do I do? I'll just kind of give a brief ex- explanation like, hey, you hold this knife, you can cut it together and I'll back away and just let them figure it out. I think you just have to give them that space, right? So like you can give instruction and give direction, but then like back away and like let them take over. But I think as the couple, you have to let go. You have to let your photographer see yourself and just love on your partner. So absolutely ask and understand your photographer's expectation for their footprint on your day. Make sure you're both comfortable with their approach. Ask how many people they're bringing. I think generally two for photography, two for videography is normal and that works really well. And even for intimate moments, second shooters can step out. But I think it's just all about communication, right? So like if we're doing the first look and it's like, three photographers and three videographers hopefully like we would step back like we don't need to be up in the couple's faces so they can still have like the moment of just the two of them so I think it's really just a big about communication between the photographer and the videographer um, just to still create like that intimate space that the couples need to be themselves one last point there is I've also seen venues want to bring their own photographer for their own promotion that's one more person buzzing around so you need to be aware of that addition. Or sometimes a family member wants to bring their camera um, or people want to take out their phones and film down the aisle. Think about your comfort level with all things media together on that day. Some couples have signs discouraging people to use their phones during the ceremony and throughout the whole day. Other couples create shared hashtags and albums for their guests to upload to. They really want to encourage people to use their phones, take lots of photos. So there's a variety of different opinions on this subject. Maybe think through what's best for you and also what's best for your partner. Well, I hope that was helpful as you think through photography for your big day. Best of luck and see you next time.